time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. What's up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And this is it. This is the first episode of The Forces. With the fat dude. Uh, and on this episode, I am joined by my brother, Rick Heller. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to kind of lead up to, to build anticipation for The Rise of Skywalker, released December 20th uh, in theaters everywhere. I am super pumped for it. And what I want to do is every week leading up to the release of The Rise of Skywalker, I have an episode of this podcast that I've recorded with a guest. In each episode, we will talk about one of the particular movies in this series. And it's kind of, uh, you know, that's... That's the jumping point for our conversation. That's what what inspired us to talk. But most of this is just how Star Wars has affected all of these people's lives. Um, originally, the plan, of course, was to re- release these episodes in chronological order by release date. Um, but somewhere along the way, I thought that it would be a lot of fun to kind of look at Star Wars as this tradition, as this, you know, our era's, like, classic story. And, uh, you know, you pass these stories on from generation to generation. And uh, I felt like it would just be fitting to have this be a start off with my older brother, who I kind of think is responsible for getting me into Star Wars, and then end with my younger brother, who I feel somewhat responsible, not completely, because the kid, you know, well, I can't even say kid, we're we're over 30 now, so, uh, but, you know, I, I feel like to an extent, I helped get him into Star Wars. So that's what I'm doing. I am discussing Star Wars with an array of guests. Family, some of my local friends, some movie buddies, some people that I enjoy and appreciate online who I thought would be a lot of fun to talk to uh, about the impact of Star Wars on our lives. So this is the first episode. This is kicking this off and I am super pumped and I hope that you enjoy. I really do. Uh, I do want to just say at the very beginning and I will talk about this at the very end too. uh, We got so caught up in uh, just kind of the joy of Star Wars that Rick may have flubbed <laughs> his website. Uh, so I do want to say that if you are interested in in checking out what Rick has to say as far as high school sports go in the uh, Kansas City, the Missouri, the Kansas area, uh, certainly go to kchighschoolsports.com. Uh, Rick has really good blog entries that are more personal than sports. Uh, also, as far as the podcast goes, just... They do focus on sports, but he deals with a lot of other issues too, and we kind of talk about that in our interview. So I would highly recommend, if you are interested in sports, if you live in the Kansas City, the Missouri, the Kansas area, uh, certainly check out kchighschoolsports.com for all of Rick's sports news. And I will plug that again at the end, because at the end of our interview, I asked him to plug it again, and uh, we kind of flubbed the... (laughs) the website again. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, I present to you proudly, very, very proudly, 
The forces. With the fat dude, episode one, Rogue One, with Rick Heller, starting now. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. All right, everybody. This is, you know, I don't know where this episode is going to fall, honestly. This might be the first episode. So this might be the first time you are hearing me talk about Star Wars movies with my uh, cadre of guests and, you know, originally the plan was to do this in release order, but I kind of sat with it, and I, I thought that if I'm going to talk about Star Wars as someone who loves this series, um, I think it would be fun for, for two different reasons to have my older brother, Rick. Rick, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing really well. Now, I thought for, for a couple of reasons why it would be a lot of fun to kind of have you as the first episode. Uh, the the main reason for this is that I kind of think that having my brothers as the bookends to this series, uh, talking with you first and then talking with Matt at the very end, uh, would be kind of a fun little personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, you are the reason that I like Star Wars just at all. Like, because of you... <laughs> I fell in love with this this movie, this series, and I think it's kind of fun for me to talk with you about Star Wars and, and why you liked it so much and, and how that rubbed off on me, and then at the end, talk to Matt about Star Wars because I don't, you know, I don't want to, like, claim all the credit in the world, <laughs> but, but I think my love for Star Wars rubbed off on him, so it's just kind of that, that passing of that... Uh, that thing so that's right it's passing the passing the lightsaber down through generations that's right that's right we feel the force so uh that's right (laughs) so rick i am super pumped to have you on thank you so much for agreeing to do this um what i want to talk about first with you uh i want you to tell my audience just a little bit about yourself and kind of i think the thing that i really enjoy is that you have uh taken your passion for uh, high school athletics, and you're starting to really mount a social media kind of campaign around those. So tell the listeners about your uh, your uh, uh, high school sports site. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I am excited to be on. This is something I've been, I've been looking forward to in a while. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I have... Sports have been a big part of my life, um, and there's really there's there's three things I think that um, are, are priorities for me. Uh, one is family. Family always comes first. Uh, sports has always been a close second, uh, and then third is Star Wars. So I mean, you can't get you, you can't get better than that, right? That's, that's right. Um, so uh, yeah, so uh, I started uh, a website called uh, Kansas City highschoolsports.com uh and i'm also on twitter at kchs sports um 
and really it was an, an attempt to just cover local high school uh, athletes and local high school sports because um, I think as we've seen throughout the country, a lot of local newspapers have taken a hit because they're just, uh, you know, they're down with revenue and uh, they just don't have the funds like they used to. So I, I have seen in the Kansas City Star just the lack of high school coverage. And I thought there here's a great opportunity for me, someone who uh, loves sports, loves youth sports, to be able to kind of take my passion to the next level. And, um, you know, so far it's it's gone OK. Uh, you know, like like you, I think you would appreciate uh, it's there's not a lot of money in it. Nope. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes just having that that avenue to take your passion to the next level is uh, is is really important. So, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. I've I've met some people. I've I've uh, put out some blogs. I've put out some some podcasts like you. Uh, I should say I've put out some podcasts but not anywhere near the level of your podcast, but, um, you're too you know, it, it's, 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 it has been, it's been a lot of fun and, um, you know, it's, it's just something I really enjoy doing. Um, and kind of, you know, back to the, the, you know, with, with star Wars, you know, for me, um, I, even though I had that passion for sports, um, I also have a passion for theater and, and it's kind of a, an oxymoron because a lot of people think that, you know, the jocks or the athletes that they're not big movie fans or big into theater. And I love the theater. I love musicals. I'm, I'm probably one of the very few, uh, former college athletes that really brag and I don't care. I, I brag on the fact that I love musicals Yeah. and, and, and while, you know, star Wars isn't a musical, um, it, it really was the movie that started it all for me. Yeah, and I, I, we'll get to this kind of as we go along, but I think uh, for me it's going to be really interesting to have your perspective because you were there when there was like when there was no Star Wars. I feel like most of us and most of the people I've talked to were born, some people were born as the prequels were coming out, some people were born, you know, as the original trilogy was kind of narrow, you know, running down to its last entry, so it's going to be fun to be like, Star Wars rocked your world, just came out of oh, nowhere, yeah. and, and, and set everything on fire for you. Um, I just want to say that I thought your, your uh, episode on Crohn's um, was just fantastic. I, I was glad that you were able to uh, not only talk to uh, Ashley about it, but to talk to that other athlete that was uh, kind of dealing with Crohn's. I, I thought that was a really interesting topic, and uh, I think it's one of those yeah. things that people that casually watch sports don't really get to invest in what these athletes are going through on a day-to-day -day basis. And I like that you kind of offer another perspective on what else it entails, you know, being an athlete entails. So I, I thought that was a yeah. really great episode. Yeah. And I think, I think that was, you know, really my intent when I first started, um, the website and, and, you know, I kind of jumped in with both feet was, you know, I don't want to tell that everyday story about the, the athlete that everybody knows. I, I want to tell that off the beat path story of, right. you know, there are, there are several athletes out there that, that maybe people have heard of but maybe there's more to the story and so that was my original intent was you know if i can take the 
the the the little guy take the story about the little guy and and put it out there for people to read you know i i look to try to get that that emotion um you know the emotion out of the story um so that people really feel like you know they, they know what that person's going through and in that particular case you know cc was uh, a young lady who was battling with crohn's like my oldest daughter and you know she's uh, a track athlete she's a basketball uh, player and then, and it's something that people they don't see. So, um, you know, Crohn's is a really is an invisible disease, and I thought there was a great opportunity to to tell her story and, and let other people know about it as well. Yeah, I just thought that was really good. I thought it was really good, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you kind of now have a uh, uh, a place to to talk about this thing that I know you've been passionate about for a very very long time. So yeah, I think that's awesome, and I yeah. also like that. Yeah, you have been uh, a a musical guy, a theater guy, a movie guy. Like it's it's as ingrained in you as your interest in athletics is, and I think it really um, you and mom and and dad to an extent too. You all being interested in uh, kind of performing and and movies. It did. It, it kind of nudged me on that path uh, to really love movies the way that I do. But I, I to, to use a sports metaphor, I took the ball and I ran with it from there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I think this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So let's let's get right down to it. Let's let's get to the very beginning. So I want to hear Rick about your very first exposure to Star Wars. What? How did you come to to to, to the series? Like, did you get caught up with a trailer? Was it the trailer for the first one that drove you in there? Was it just the the pictures of the characters? Like, how did you? How did it start for you? How did you fall in love with Star Wars? Yeah, so um, I will probably brag on the fact that I am probably uh, the one person that remembers the original. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was I was only six years old when, right. when it came out, and when I was little, we didn't we just didn't go to the movies very much. Yeah. Um, I think I think that um, that summer um, before or that spring before um, the original, we I mean we went and saw a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, um, but. But the original Freaky Friday came out, and we saw it at the drive-in. And I remember during Freaky Friday that this this trailer for this anticipated space fantasy movie came out. And and back then, the the previews and trailers were horrible. I mean, there was <laughs> there there was no special effects, um, and and it was not uh, you know it was basically it was the word Star Wars that kind of kept zooming in. It was out in outer space. And it slowly would would zoom in to see the word Star Wars, but between clips of you know some of the main clips that you see in the movie, you know Han Solo and Chewbacca running to the Death Star, or you know Ben Ben Kenobi um, or Luke Skywalker in the the Land Speeder. Um, but it was you know it was that <laughs> it was a horrible trailer. It really was. <laughs> it's so um, bad. But, you know, at six years old, you know, a kid who watched Disney films or Freaky Friday films or, you know, films that were just so normal, this was something different. And, right. and that's what that's what stood out the most was um, this is about this is about space. This is about something, you know, a hero and a villain. And, and I think that's what was, was the coolest thing, you know, as a six year old. And plus, 
the film inspired toys. <laughs> so it's, you know, at six years old when you've got, you've got toys that are coming out, you know, in, in that, that are just like the movie. And man, that's the coolest thing. And they just, I mean, they took that toy license and just ran with it and, and made figures for every character. And not just oh, yeah. every main character. It was like third guy from the left in this scene. He had his own <laughs> figure. And, you know, this it creature. Was, it, it was Snaggletooth and Hammerhead. That's and right. I mean, it's like, who the, who the guys from the cantina. It's like, you know, Bob. Bob sits at the chess table. It's like, who the hell's Bob? I don't know. But I got his figure. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and and the and you know you, you look back, you know you see figures, the action figures today, their their elbows move and their wrists move right. and they can turn their head. No, we didn't have that shit. We no. had Darth Vader whose arms went straight up with a lightsaber that came out of his out of his wrist. I mean, it was just horrible. They were but all like that too, oh, like the Obi Wan, the Luke. They all had that that little push tab. That that's right. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, yeah, but it was, it was, you know, it was, they were horrible toys and they were probably made of lead and asbestos too, but, uh, you know, but it was, it was, that was the movie, you know, if May, 1977, anybody who was 15 years or younger, that was, that was their movie and, and star Wars was it. That, that was the first big blockbuster. So did did you guys all make it out? Did you? It was one that you saw in the theaters. Was it one that that the the whole family went to, or was it one that you went with your friends to? No, actually, you know, this was probably one of the first movies I remember that wasn't a drive-in that we went to yeah. as a family, and um, you know, we didn't go to movies very often. Right. One, they were they were expensive, yeah. um, but I. I think I saw Star Wars at the theater three or four times. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how good of a movie it was. And you know, my 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 dad used to say, you know, oh, that movie was crap. Um, you know, he would say that about every movie. But I think this was actually one movie that that you know he may have said he liked, which was a good thing, or maybe he said it was okay, which means yeah, it's probably you know two thumbs up. I don't know, yeah, or, or four tacos. I don't know, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this was this was one of the movies that we went to as a family, and uh, like I said, I think I ended up seeing it three or four times. Yeah, I I just think that's that's awesome. Do you do you remember? So you know, just kind of take yourself back to the theater, take yourself back to seeing it for the first time. Was there anything there that just really like? I know that we we talked about the trailer and how those scenes stood out, but was mm-hmm. there something in that first Star Wars that really stood out to you as like? holy shit, they did this in a movie? I mean, you're six, so it's like, oh, poop, they did this in a movie. But Oh, no, there was there was a lot of oh, shit moments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, it the, the way the movie starts off with, you know, first of all, um, you know, John Williams' soundtrack for the movie is, is incredible. Yeah. And it, the, the soundtrack made the movie. And it, it really... You know, just from the moment that you hear, Bum! I mean, that's like the chills go up your spine. And so, you know, things that things that you they didn't see that were new in this for this movie, you know, the rolling the rolling uh, credits, at the very beginning, yeah. you know, telling you what the story is about, um, you know, when uh, the Star Destroyer captures Princess Leia's ship, um, you know, the, the coolest moment for me 
was you had seen on the trailer, you had seen Darth Vader, right. and you had seen, you know, some of the some of the characters, but but the moment that Darth Vader walks onto that ship with you know with smoke coming through and the stormtroopers they get out of his way, uh, that was the oh shit moment of okay, this dude is pretty badass. Yeah, like that's that's the bad guy. That is that is the yeah. guy that we have to be afraid of. That's for right. this entire movie, and that's that's one hell of an entrance. Uh, and and it was and it was and it was too. You know, the other thing was, you know, while there were have been villains over the years, um, this villain was different. I mean, the, the, his voice was deep. His the breathing mechanism. I mean, it was this was a menacing villain. And you know, as a six year old, I wasn't afraid. I thought this was pretty cool. Right. So, you know, Darth Vader was, was it, man. Yeah, just just such a such a super cool character. And I know that I, I've got a feeling that as we move on to the movie that we're covering today, that we'll talk some more about Darth Vader. Um, I, I just want to say that, like, uh, you, you talked about John Williams' score. I think the thing that, that kind of proves just how uh, iconic that score is, that... When you go to a movie now, when you when you see a Star Wars movie now, we have seen the the same kind of uh, setup uh, eight times already because they don't do it in Rogue One, they don't do it in Solo, right? But every single time, it doesn't matter when once that title card comes up and that score kicks in, it is it's hard not to watch it and not get chills. It is just oh, yeah. it's such a great uh, kind of testament to. Uh, how wonderful that that music is so yeah absolutely so i want to kind of move on from there so you saw you saw star wars probably like three times in theaters when it first came out did you make yourself go out to the theaters or or make sure that we the, the family went out to the theaters to see uh uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi when those ones come out came out what uh, how did your fandom kind of grow from Star Wars uh, the first one rolling into those other two movies from that original trilogy yeah you know I I, um, I think from a from a fandom standpoint you know at the very end of Star Wars you know you know spoiler alert um, you know Darth Vader isn't killed in yeah. the first movie um, so hope. I'm not ruining anything for anybody, <laughs> uh, but you know it, you. But the Death Star is destroyed, right? And you know you see his Tie Fighter spinning off into space. And so at the time, you know I didn't know anything about sequels. I, you know I'm like, this is a great movie. You see it three or four times, and it's awesome. Yeah. And then um, you know three four years later, uh, 1980 81, um, they came out with Empire Strikes Back, and you know, it was all about Darth Vader. And that's how the movie was built, was, you know, the return of Darth Vader. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got, you know, you've got this, you just this build up to, I got to go see this movie. And, and it was a little different with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because, you know, I think I went and saw that, um, you know, whether it was me and my mom and my sister um, on a Saturday afternoon, um, or I think I think it was. I think it was just the three of us um, that went to go see it uh, at the theater on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And so it was, you know, a little little different because it wasn't you know everybody in the family. Right. But um, you know, Empire Strikes Back was just a little bit different. It was darker. It was um, it was all about Vader and kind of taking Vader to a next level. 
um, you know, of this menacing bad guy. And then, of course, there's the, you know, the the uh, moment where all of a sudden you find out who Vader really is. Right. And then you're like, wait, what did he say? <laughs> um, so, you know, then you, then the anticipation is, OK, now, you know, there's going to be another movie. Yeah. Um, and you had to wait two or three years for the last one. Uh, but, um, yeah, it just I, I think. The I always go back to I am I am an original Star Wars fan just yeah. because between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back they were all about Vader being right. the villain and um, you know that so yeah yeah I don't know if I <laughs> yeah and then I think uh, you know I it's always funny to me because my 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 memory goes back as far as. Uh, seeing Return of the Jedi in theaters, and I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that sticks with me so much because there are little bits and pieces that I can pick out of my childhood. But I remember uh, going to, I believe it was Indian Hills Theater in Omaha, yeah, and yep. they had the pictures of the characters up on like the the tops of the walls. I I Uh don't know if it was posters or or what they had, but it was just, there were pictures of the characters. And then I remember the Star Destroyer flying overhead and dropping to the floor. (laughs) And that's, (laughs) that's, that's my memory of Return of the Jedi seeing it in theaters. Um, And I, I, you know, I know some of the other stuff was kind of built off of what, what uh, mom has uh, told me about how I reacted, Uh but those are the things that I remember and it just kind of, it feels like that movie, for me, just really set the course. And all of those movies were super tied to merchandising and to toys and, and things like that. Uh, yeah. I want to go on record. Uh, this, is, this is probably 30-something years in the making. <laughs> but I want to go on record and officially apologize... Uh, for any damage that I may have done <laughs> to to okay that I that I definitely did to to any of the toys that you owned uh, that were Star Wars related, the uh, GI Joe related, anything like that, because I I fell in love with those things, and uh, it was just so cool as the series kept kept coming that there were more and more characters, more and more toys that kept getting released. Do you remember from from any of those those line of Kenner action figures? Were there ones that you oh, yeah. just loved that that you were were like your favorites that you just thought were so cool? You know, it, it it's funny. Yes. So, um, you know, we used to go shopping on Sundays, um, which we really didn't go shopping. We just walked through the mall before it was open. Um, but, um, I remember going, we would park at Montgomery wards and I remember walking in Montgomery wards and they had a display of star Wars action figures. And so every Sunday we would walk by that, that display of action figures. And I'm like, Oh, I need some, I want some, I got to get some. Um, and, and, Back um, at the Empire Strikes Back days, so you could send away if you had the proof of purchases from the Kenner uh, cardboard. Right. If you sent five proof of purchases, you could get, and I think, I don't know, five bucks or whatever, you could get a Boba Fett figure. Yeah. So that's how you got Boba Fett. Um, and, you know, there was actually, I saw the other day that there was an auction that 
the original Boba Fett that actually came out with a, a true launching uh, rocket launcher out of his backpack. Right. Um, it's sold for thousands of dollars, oh, which is man. incredible. But yeah. um, I didn't have that one, by right. the way. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it was, you know, nowadays, everybody, when, when they get these collector items, you know, they keep it in the package and they wrap up the package so nobody touches in order to get Boba Fett, you had to tear up the package. You had to cut out the proof of purchases <laughs> right. and you did not get them back. So, you know, I remember that. And I remember, uh, you know, neighbor, uh, kid by the name of Ricky Meraki, you know, we collected the star Wars toys and he, he got it first. He got yeah. Boba Fett first. And it was so cool because I'm like, Oh yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get one more figure in order to get the proof of purchase and send it off and, you know, fill out the, the information and, you know, that day, I remember it was it was in like a little, oh gosh, it was probably the size of like a, an iPhone, Apple iPhone box right. uh, that came and it was, you know, Boba Fett, you know, wrapped up in plastic. Yep. And, and I was and I was disappointed because I didn't have a card. It didn't have the back. You know, it wasn't like a normal figure. It was actually just Boba Fett in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, while the other figures, they came on a nice plastic or, or cardboard backing and you could read a little bit about the character. Uh, Boba Fett came wrapped in cellophane plastic, and that was it. So, uh, you know, I was kind of excited because you got Boba Fett, but disappointed because there really wasn't much to it. So, but I loved, you know, I loved the toys. I mean, you know, I had, gosh, I had a a land speeder. I had a TIE fighter. I had a Millennium Falcon. You know, I had the Ewoks. I had, you know, it was every figure you could think of I, I, I had. And, you know, it was a way to just escape and it was a way to feel like you were part of that movie. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it, it's it's funny you mention about, you know, toys or whatever. You know, and, and, you know, nowadays, I think it's because everybody collects toys and they never open them. But, you know, it was what it was all about back then. It was opening the toys and going into that fantasy world and. Um, you know, Star Wars was was it. Then the action figures, you know, they allowed me to do that. So you know, it was really cool. Yeah. Were you a were you a uh, faithful recreator? Like you would just now you had the toys, you're gonna tell that story with the toys, or were you a world expander? Did you add your own little chapters to Star Wars with the toys? You know, that's a good question. I think it was probably more of a uh recreator yeah i think you know it was um you know recreating it but maybe in a different world you know right. like our, our our green couch with the cushions you know they became this new world that was you know with grass and and vines and everything well that wasn't in the original star wars but it seemed like you know that's where ben kenobi should obi-wan kenobi should be fighting darth vader right um right. at least you know on a sunday afternoon sitting on the couch um but um, yeah, probably just recreating it in my own in my own way. Yeah, I think uh, I feel like to an extent I was a little bit of both because it was like I have the figures in my hand. I want to act out what happened in the movie, but also you know what if I wanted Lando to chase down Boba Fett or something like that? It was just mm-hmm. it was like you had the chance to kind of expand the world just a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, those those toys are so great, and it, it's <laughs> it's the thing. Like I think because I love those toys so much, 
I still, I can't walk into a store. I'm, you know, I'm 38 years old and I will walk into when I'm at Target or Walmart or anything like that. I have to go to the toy section and I have to see what Star Wars figures are there. Like it's, you know, I'm not going to buy them. I just want to see what they have because they, they just keep pumping these things out. And it's Mm -hmm. like, they don't just, the characters they release aren't just for the new series. They come up with different versions of the classic characters as well. So it's like, I just want to see what exists now because I remember how fun it was back then. Well, yeah, it's it's funny because um, I'm a little bit older than 38. Uh, I'll be for, uh, I'll be 48, uh, but I still do the same thing, you right. know. And and my wife, I think, is always ready to just kill me. She's like, you know, we when Walmart walk by the toy section, and you know, actually yesterday. Um, they have a display for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And it was empty. There was nothing on there. And and she could just see in my eyes. I'm like, oh, there's there's nothing there. She's like, just keep on rock. Just keep on walking, Rick. We're there's going there. I'm like, no, we, damn means, it. That means we can make it out of the store faster. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But, you know, and, and, and I am a huge Darth Vader fan. So anything that has to do with Darth Vader... Uh, I'm I'm gonna try to find. I'm gonna try to get. And you know, if I can find an action figure that I don't have, yeah. um, you know, yeah, 48 years old. I know it's probably nerdy. It's not cool, but it's still that that passion of something that uh, you know something I have. And and I want, you know, I want more Darth Vader. I want more. Right. Uh, you, you say nerdy and not cool. I am currently sitting in my recording studio. <laughs> Uh, that has been turned into my super nerdy, not cool uh, room because I've got all of my Funko Pops kind of lining the walls, uh, mm-hmm. my movies uh, decked out in their bookcases, and I'm staring uh, right at my Star Wars villain poster. It's all it's Darth Vader with the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. That is a framed poster that I have in my off my uh, my uh, movie room, and it's just it's. Yeah, it just, uh, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's Uh, awesome. So, yeah, and then I also want to, I also want to mention, because it it has to be said, that you are currently drinking blue milk out of a Darth Vader glass. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what makes the interview, Andy, is you (laughs) have to have blue milk, and you can't, you have to be able to drink it out of... You know the Darth Vader glass. So, uh, and I I have finished it, um, and there's right now there's no side effects to drinking that's, blue milk. That's good, so, cause yeah, so we're good. It's a little a little worrisome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have one of the questions I've been asking people is if Star Wars kind of influenced your your creativity. If it was if there was mm-hmm. something about Star Wars that kind of put you on the path to to doing what you what you you know what you wanted to pursue. Uh, was there any kind of like did did Star Wars influence your hobbies? And I think I've been talking to a lot of theater people or or fellow movie geeks online. Uh, so that question comes a little bit easier. But I also think that you know maybe there's something about Star Wars that kind of pushed you in a certain direction so i want to know it, it did did star wars kind of influence your future in any way at all um yeah i mean you know like i said i i love darth vader it, right. it's funny when i was that that 1977 halloween my mom 
made a, a Darth Vader costume for me. For, and I was so disappointed because everybody else was getting, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they had these Ben Cooper plastic costumes like Batman, Casper yep. the Ghost. And um, they had a Darth Vader one, which I, I looked online. And it looks horrible. Then looking at Darth Vader. But, <laughs> right. but, but, you know, my mom made mine from paper mache wrapped around a great big balloon. And then we put, we put dark sunglasses as the eyes and, like a tape recorder, that was my breathing machine, and um, you know, I was like, I was like uh, Frank Invader. I really wasn't even Darth Vader. I was like a mixture of shit. Um, but you know, in the end, it actually it turned out pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, from a creativity standpoint, you know, I ended up having probably the coolest costume when everybody else was was you know having those Ben Cooper plastic costumes. Right. But um, you know, from a from a career and a hobby standpoint you know i like i said i i collected a lot of figures um you know i truly believe that you know the the story of darth vader is is bigger than just being the villain and i and i've told people this all the time you know that it's it's really the story of a father's love for their son yeah. and that you know at the end of at the end of um uh, return of the jedi you know luke he throws the emperor over the bridge and you know, anybody else that whose father has pretty much, you know, gone face to face with him and, you know, with two lightsaber battles, right. um, you know, would just abandon ship. But, you know, Luke was not going to let Darth Vader die alone. And, yeah. and he, you know, loads him up into a ship. And, you know, Vader at that point really becomes, you know, the father that he wasn't for right. so many years. And so, you know, that that's what. I think has just inspired me with Darth Vader is that, you know, while everyone may see Vader on the outside, you know, this dark menacing figure um, on the inside, there's conflict, there's turmoil, there's love. And, and, you know, how he deals with that is really, it's that drive that has, has made him, you know, quote the villain that he is. Um, And, you know, so, um, you know, I have, I guess, from a hobby standpoint, you know, I've kind of surrounded myself with, with Darth Vader to kind of just remind me that, you know, hey, while people might see me as, you know, this menacing, you know, large, intimidating figure, you know, on the inside there is that, there's that love, there's that, there's that passion for my family and my children, and you know, Darth Vader would do anything, and he was trying. That was really the whole purpose. Is you know, he was trying to do anything to you know save his wife or the love of his life right. from dying and, and and that's what drove him to to madness so um yeah and you know it's gone as far as you know my license plates say darth vader or yeah. as my daughter would say they say darth vader uh, but um you know yeah it's i think it's just a big part is it's gone from being um just a character in a movie to just a reminder that um you know to be the best dad you know don't fall to the dark side right. always always try to to find good in every situation yeah and i i think it's that the movie can operate so well on a story level and be one that sticks out to people on a story and creative level is one thing but i do think that the the film series as a whole really offers great life lessons and mm-hmm. just just different philosophies that you can take with you to make yourself a better person. I, I know that 
it's probably cliche to to say uh you know speak of Yoda as a uh inspirational figure but he, there are just so many little pieces of dialogue that Yoda has that just really operate as great words of wisdom to uh mm-hmm. you know kind of help you out with things so yeah i think there's there's a lot more under the surface uh with star wars that uh makes it far more than just this uh, highfalutin fantasy space opera. I think it's, it's right. There's it's a it's a great it's a great movie. It's a great story, uh, and I think that's that's why it's uh, kind of lasted for so long. Um, yeah. I, I want to touch on for just a second before we actually move in to finally talking about the movie that we're here for. Um, so I'm curious. So with being such a, a, a fan of Darth Vader from the original trilogy, uh, I know that your interest was certainly peaked when the prequels came out, um, mm-hmm. and as they were with, with pretty much anyone who was around at that time. My, I guess my big sweeping question with that, how, how did you feel about the prequels now that they are you know, said and done and their character, characterization of Anakin and Darth Vader? Um, did it did it stick with you? Did it diminish anything for you? How did how did you take to the prequels? You know, I think when when the prequels came out, um, you know, Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace was actually, you know, your your senior year in high school, and I actually think uh, the weekend that you graduated, we all went to to see Phantom Menace. That was our uh, treat to you for graduating. Right, right. Uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when the movies came out, there was this, you know, gosh, it's been, you know, almost 20 years since the originals. And, you know, what's George Lucas going to do and tell the story about how Darth Vader became Darth Vader? Um, and I think, you know, originally, and I keep in mind, 1999, um, you know, it, it they were they were different because there was a lot of CGI. There was a lot of um, visually appealing scenes that of things he couldn't do with the original star Wars. Um, but, but the, they weren't that good. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that, that's, the, that's the thing where it's like, yeah. you know, okay. And I, I, I love the concept, you know, okay, let's tell, tell the story about how, you know, Anakin became, you know, the, the rise of Darth, you know, the rise of Darth Vader. Um, but, but Jar Jar Binks, I mean, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, it's like different things. It's like, um, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones, which, you know, the concept was really, really good. And it just kind of, kind of got lost. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's a couple good scenes in that movie, but um, yeah. So, you know, I think at the time that I saw it, I probably would have said, you know, Phantom Menace was a great movie. Right. Um, but it didn't take very long to look back and say, no, it really, really wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it, and it, it didn't ruin it for me. I think what right. it did is it just made me look at it differently. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, then when the, the sequels came out, uh, with the force of force awakens and, um, uh, oh shoot! What was the last one? Last the Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of like, all right, now I kind of go. I'm going into this a little hesitant, right? Um, because of of the prequels, but um, you know, still going into it as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, but you know, knowing that, you know, I think 
I don't like over CGI movies. I, I, you know, I just, I just think that, you know, Lucas went too far with, with just, you know, taking it from a, being a visually appealing movie to over CGI and, and, you know, the story itself, while it's, it's got a framework for a good story. Um, yeah, there were some parts in there that just, just weren't very good. Yeah, it's it's uh, he to an extent. I feel like he got so caught up in his own kind of mythos that it just mm-hmm. it took away from the storytelling what made the original trilogy so good. And I think that's kind of how I look back on it now too. Is that it deepened my appreciation for those first three movies uh, because it shows that you know you've got a really good foundation, and if you stray too far from that foundation it doesn't always quite go uh, yeah. the way you want it to so that's my what's your what's your favorite of all time uh my favorite of the star wars movies empire yeah. strikes back uh, i okay. think empire strikes back is not only it, it's not only my favorite star wars movie uh it's one of my favorite movies of all time like it's it's number two on my list of favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time i just think it's uh, the the feeling that you get it deepens these characters that you know in the first movie they're fun they're exciting everything's great well now they're facing uh, a deeper hardship they're they're facing personal hardships uh, and I always find that that story so much more interesting I the big picture is great and I love that it's this this band of rebels uh, going up against this huge evil but it's how how does this big story affect these individual characters and i mm-hmm. think that's one of the reasons why empire strikes back is just awesome it's it's just an excellent movie you get yoda in it too who i think is just the best uh mm-hmm. that that lightsaber battle at the very end is fantastic from start to finish uh yeah empire strikes back is is great and i i think uh you know the first the original the first one that's the one that we're, everyone's always going to instantly talk about because it's it's the one that set the bar uh but yeah. to me empire strikes back is just it's made so well and uh it's it's one of those that i can go back and watch all the time all the time yeah so I yeah like that one yeah uh, good yeah all right so we are here today uh, specifically to to talk about Rogue One. Now, Rogue mm-hmm. One was such a kind of a different entry because it's not part of the what is now referred to as the Skywalker saga, but it is like a direct uh, correlation to what happens in that series. Uh, it was such. It's the first of the Star Wars story movies, which I don't really know <laughs> how many more we'll have of those. Um, but yeah, this is this is an interesting one to talk about because it's that story that really leads into everything that we've kind of uh, come to know about Star Wars. But it doesn't really focus on any of the characters that we've come to know and love. Uh, so it's. It's it's an interesting chapter in the Star Wars series, and it's a fun one to talk about because it's 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 its own entity. So, what is it about Rogue One? What's what what was the motivating factor for you to want to talk about this one? What do you really enjoy about Rogue One? Um, is this is this one of the uh, better chapters of the new movies? What what is it about Rogue One that really stands out to you? So I will tell you that I. I believe that 
Um, if I'm ranking all the Star Wars movies, uh, Rogue One is probably number three yeah. overall overall for me. Um, you know, of course, original Star Wars being number one, Empire Strikes Back being number two, and then Rogue One. Um, and and I think it's because you know at the very end of Star Wars, you know, Mon Mothma is talking about to the to the rebels about how many people died trying to obtain these plans. And that's the whole premise of Rogue One is you know, you know they're going to die. Right. You know you know the ending of the movie. And I think a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, they died. Well, yeah, dumb shit. They were going <laughs> to die. That's, that's, that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was so different on just how it was filmed and how it was approached and different than any other Star Wars movie. And, and it had, you know, it had a soundtrack. It had a score that was okay. Yeah. Um, but it just was, it just was unique. And you're right. We didn't know any of the characters. Yeah. Um, except, you know, at the very end, of course, you know, Darth Vader. Right. Um, but, but even what they did with the CGI with Grand Marf Tarkin, um, you know, they, they, they made it look as if it was Tarkin. Yeah. I mean, they made it look like it was the real deal. Right. Um, so... You know, I I really enjoyed Rogue One. I, I yeah. liked the different I liked the different story. Yeah. Um, you know, and I also liked the the you know, the, the kind of the story of the behind the scenes the force. You know, with Star Wars the Force was the the main focus. Right. Um and in Rogue One it really wasn't the focus. But there was there was the underlying premise that the force is there. Yeah. Um and that, you know, people are one with the force. Right. And and even though it didn't play a primary you know, factor in the movie, um, it just reminded you about, hey, you know, Star Wars is about the force. This is a little piece of that. Um and I I love the movie. I thought yeah. it was a great movie. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I it's it's always a little tough for me when people talk about that they didn't like this one because I feel like this one really. I mean, it it it's more connected to the original trilogy in like uh, tone, uh, style, just the way that they put it together than the prequels are for me. I think the prequels feel so artificial. And this one just feels, I mean, it really feels like you're right in the thick of everything. Um, yeah. I, I like this one uh, quite a bit. Uh, I know it's not not near the top of my list, but I, I think this one is great. Um, I love, and I, I want to I get your opinion of, of some of your favorite characters that are kind of introduced here. Uh, but for me, the, the characters, uh, and I hate the fact that their names escape me right now. But the blind guy who kind of feels the force, it's like he's not a Jedi, but uh, could be. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then his friend, I think it's, oh gosh, it's going to bother me that I don't know their names. Uh, But those two guys are just, they're like uh, a combination of comic relief and then the the philosophical wisdom of the movie and just these ass-kicking badasses as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it was a, a really cool move on on uh, this film's part to introduce these characters that are just so energetic and that you really get behind, and then we have to watch them die by the end of it. Are there are there any characters in here? This is this is before we even talk about the Darth Vader sequence in there because I want to talk about that scene. Uh, yeah. But are there any characters in here that you really uh, 
kind of appreciated that they exist now? You know, I um, it it's funny because uh, you know director Krennic, yes. um, you know uh, Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. just you know in the original Star Wars, it's funny because there's a when Darth Vader's and Darth Vader enters the room and there's a bunch of directors and, and generals sitting around the table. There's an empty chair, yeah. and what they played was you know basically that. That Krennic was that person who was supposed to be in that chair, and he's not—he's no longer here. Right. Um, and I, I thought I thought Mendelssohn did a great job of just being the bad guy. Yeah, I love um, him. I I think he is just a, a great actor in general. Yeah. And I thought you know I thought um, Felicity Jones as Jen Arso. Yeah. You know it it was it was a really good portrayal of a strong woman hero yeah. and i thought you know i thought she did a really good job and and you know it it, it makes you appreciate princess leia mm-hmm. more yeah because jen Arso really kind of put you know kind of put some dirt i mean it was you know it was roll up your sleeves and and get in there and and really try to do whatever she could to to get these plans right. and um yeah so i just i think both felicity jones and ben mendelson were, were great characters yeah um, I, I like the, the droid as well. Uh, I think it's K2SO K- is that, yep. that droid's name. Uh, and that the guy who did the voice for uh, K2SO was on this TV series called Firefly. Just kind of a sarcastic, uh, um, he, he seems to play sarcastic characters. And I thought he brought just the right kind of life uh, to that droid. And it's... Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I just can't remember off the top of my head. We don't see any other droids throughout Star Wars up to this point die. I mean, the battle droids, but those those ones don't count. They, they really don't count. But we, we finally get a, a heroic droid that we care for, and we watch this droid get murdered <laughs> on screen. And it's that... It's kind of this this feeling that we've we have gotten ourselves connected to these characters, and it feels like the the death of K two S O is a reminder that, uh, hey, by the way, these characters that we introduced in this movie, they're gonna die, and it feels like, and I I, I think that's the first uh, of this 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 uh, group of characters. I think that's the first one to go, and it's just it's like oh shit, that's right. Uh, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> well, well, if you remember though, the first R two unit had a bad motivator. That's right. There was so, a bad motivator, but he didn't get slaughtered like K two did in the movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it was true that that was the first time that you saw, you know, a droid just get beat up and yeah. and, and you know destroyed. Yeah, and because it was such a good character, I, I feel like they had a lot of pressure on them to create these interesting characters that really are just going to get wiped out by the end of the yeah. film. And I think they did a really good job with so many of them. Um, yeah. yeah. So my my usual question to people, and I don't know, this might be me just really assuming a lot of things, but my, my usual question is, what, what scene from this movie really stands out to you as as one of the more iconic moments from this movie. In my head, I, I kind of am predicting 
what your answer will be. And I feel like I've geared a lot of my uh, conversation so that we can get to this point. But if I'm wrong, I'm going to have to fuck this whole thing and be like, okay. No, so. no. Well, there's there's two. Okay. There's one. There's one that I think you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one. And and um, I'll, I'll say the one that I don't think you're thinking of. Okay. And that is when. Um, we're first introduced to Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, in the tank. Yep. Um, I, I think you know that is um, again. It it goes back to here is Darth Vader in his menacing form, and this is showing vulnerability. Yeah. This is showing him, you know, coming out of the tank before he's he's got his armor back on. Right. Um, that to me is it's a it's a quick shot. It's a cool shot. Yep. Um, but but yeah, I mean, by all means, the one that I think you're you you thought I was going to say uh, is just when that lightsaber goes red. Yeah, I mean it's it is it is. Hang on to your hats, kids, because you're about to get your ass kicked. Yep. And 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 <laughs> and it's done in such a way where it really again it ties it together to the original. Right. Uh, it was so well done. Yeah. Um. And and it and it really puts puts Darth Vader back into that category of, yeah, this is the villain that everybody, you know, was, was afraid of yeah. and uh, did it. So, I mean, just masterly it masterfully, it yeah. just was incredible. It is so brutal and so shocking just because, I mean, we know we, we, we get, this is the dark Lord of the Sith. He's the bad mm-hmm. guy. This is, this is, uh, the, you know, uh, morally uh, objection it's a villain but not villain but yes a villain it's that character Mm -hmm. but at this point in time he is evil and this movie shows us in that scene why everyone is terrified of him because he is choking fools he is stabbing them like putting the lightsaber through them slashing them like this was just it was hard to, you know, not to watch that scene for the very first time. Like, I just felt my mouth drop wide open and, like, I moved to the front of the seat, like, leaning forward because that is one of the most brutal lightsaber scenes, I think, in this whole series up until, oh, yeah. I, I think, that the... the uh, I really love the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, uh, but I think this one is even more aggressive than that one and just really stands out with how violent uh, <laughs> these these laser swords are. Yeah, um, and it's so and so methodical, and that's yeah. the thing too, where you know you don't you never see Vader running. Right, it's always that pace. Yep. and and but everybody was running away from him, and right. he, he's gonna get you. And that's the thing where it's just he is walking with a purpose, yeah. And he's he's choking people, he's throwing them on the ceiling, he's he's slicing them in half, he's stabbing them, but he's continuing to move forward. And it's like you know that that rebel soldier who's just trying to get through the door. There's not a chance, buddy. Right. I mean, you can you can yell, you can yell and scream and hit every button. Is you nope. are gonna you're gonna die. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not gonna make it. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's your paycheck. You're going to know. And then what I also really like about that scene is just how it it becomes this, oh, here we are. Like, once he kills everybody and you finally realize the the plans are being passed off, 
those lights come on, and there we are. We're right in the blockade runner, and episode four is starting. I mean, it, yep. it's it's right before that starts, and um, I thought that the the CGI uh, of uh, uh, Carrie Fisher, the the Princess Leia bit, it's a little jarring at first, mm-hmm. but I think the more mm-hmm. and more you watch it, it's kind of like you know you could just appreciate what they're doing. And right. I, I think that that scene is just, that's it. That's that's the best. Like, I like the movie a lot. I really do. But that that final sequence is just, that's the part where I feel like I could pop that, that DVD or Blu-ray in. And if I were to watch just one scene from the movie, I would play that part uh, yeah. f- from that, that it, moment on to the end. And, and, and I do, quite a bit, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I get um. that. <laughs> But, you know, and I, I think the other, you know, the other thing for me was I, I tried with this one and, and, I, and I, I wanted to avoid spoilers because yeah. there was so much talk about the reshoot and, you know, how the movie wasn't working. And, and so I didn't want to be disappointed. So I, I kind of stayed offline um, going, before I went to the movie right. um, to avoid everything. So I, I knew Darth Vader was going to be in it. But I had no idea the way it was going to end. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it, it truly it, it brought tears because you know this was you're like you said this was the blockade. This was the beginning of Star Wars. Yeah. And and to see you know it was not the best CGI, but to see Princess Leia again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was it was amazing. Yeah. And I if I you know I my. My brain is not as great as it was when I was younger. I think that's just kind of the downfall of that number going higher. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like that happened. Rogue One was released either just as Carrie Fisher or just shortly after Carrie Fisher passed away or as she was as she was uh, uh, in a coma. Like I don't remember exactly, but I, I just remember that moment when she appears on screen. It's just it just felt perfect. And uh, yeah, oh, that the ending of that movie is so fantastic. Um, yeah. So primarily with this little mini series, I want to stay as positive as possible with the Star yep. Wars movies. But I think this this series certainly has chapters, has elements that uh, definitely warrant some criticism. Is there anything that you can think of with Rogue One that that? doesn't quite work as well for you are there any moments that when you're watching it it might take you out just a little bit do you have any parts that you don't like about this movie um no i you know i like i said it it is it is one of my my favorites um you know i think there's probably this you know the saw guerrero um you know and just kind of the 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 bandits you know the band of bandits that that side piece story right um you know it, and i and i know what they're trying to do i know they're trying to bring in you know the 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 disney um characters right. into rogue one um I, I would say if that that was my any any criticism but again because i'm i'm a star wars purist right yeah. so to me there was no Saw Guerrero, there wasn't, you know, some of those characters, but um, yeah, that would be my only criticism is yeah. because I, I didn't know that piece of it. Right. Um, it just it just didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, and I'm 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 right there with you. That that sequence for me doesn't work as well as the rest of the movie, and it's um, 
it's a an actor that I really appreciate who I think is doing something that's just an odd choice, uh, the way that he uses his voice in this movie. Um, yeah. All of that stuff doesn't work for me, and I, I really don't like the whatever that monster that uh, is like an interrogation monster that can like uh, it's in that same scene, but it's a oh, really yeah, yeah. rubbery looking character that I just yeah it's it's something that doesn't work for me. So that's a moment that I try and skip. <laughs> uh, yeah, onto the next screen. Yeah, that's right. Let's move right along. So a lot of my <laughs> my other questions that I would have for you, we've kind of answered over the course of this conversation. Because you know, you you gave me your top three Star Wars movies, and this one ranks mm-hmm. at number three, which I think is a really good place for it. I think this is a cool one. I love. Uh, I, I I put the original trilogy, like all three of those movies, up there first. But I think. Uh, because of what this story does and because of how everything sets up this story, uh, I think that's a good spot for it. I think this is a lot of fun and uh, a really well done, uh, really visually interesting movie as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And we talked about your favorite being the first one. And if I were to ask you who your favorite character was, we've already had that conversation, so I don't have to ask that. But what I will ask uh, is my, the last question that I have written down, I'm going to add a little bit to it. Because there is a conversation that you and I never really got to have that I've been very curious about uh, over the last two years. And I, I, I have an idea, um, but again, I don't know for sure because we, we've never really sat down and talked about it. And I think that is, I'm, I'm very curious, being a, a Star Wars purist, uh, being someone that's been a fan from the very, very beginning, um, I kind of want to ask... Um, what your thoughts were about The Last Jedi and kind of about the whole new series uh, as a whole, but in particular The Last Jedi, because I know that one has been uh, very divisive uh, amongst fans, uh, both new and old, and I'm just kind of curious, what? how did you feel about The Last Jedi? You know, that that's it's a good question. Um, I I think that... Um, because of the casino scene, because of some of the things where, where Finn goes to try to find, you know, the, the, oh, oh, I can't even think what his name is now. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I I just, I think that just, it lost me and, you know, I do think that it showed glimpses of how strong the force is and, you know, Luke kind of. Uh, projecting himself out there, um, but you know, overall, it just it just is not my favorite. Actually, it's it's one of the bottom two yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I think there were some things, some you know, some visual effects and, and whatnot that were really cool. Right. But it just it, it it just it stands out as not being one of one of my my favorites at all. And I and I was so waiting for Luke Skywalker to come back. Yeah. And, I thought The Force Awakens was a great movie. I really did. I, I actually, that's you know one of my top five ones. Right. Um, and I know some people say, well, it's just a New Hope, just all over again. But you know, there were some things in, in Force Awakens that were done, but were very well done. Yeah. And um, so I was waiting to see. Okay, now that Ray has found Luke Skywalker, and you know, the first thing he does, he throws the, the lightsaber over his shoulder. I'm yeah. like, wait a second. <laughs> this is not what Luke would do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, one word, I was disappointed. Right. Um, 
you know, do I hate it? No, but I was just really disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get that. I think the scene that you mentioned, that, that, that casino scene, everything that happens on Canto Bite just didn't work for me. Uh, and then, like we talked with uh, Saw Guerrero, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and Rogue One, whatever Benicio Del Toro is doing in this yes. movie is just oh. obnoxious as hell. <laughs> like, I just... Yeah, because he d- 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 stutters. I'm I like, don't, dude, just yeah, just yeah, say your line. You're, yeah, your 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 stuttering is not going to make me like it any better. Yeah, just that character. Like, I, I I bought some some action figures before Last Jedi came out, and that was one that I was like, you know, before it came out, I was like, oh man, I hope I find a Benicio del Toro action figure. They didn't release that one until after the movie came out, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I, I like the movie, I think, a lot more than you did, um, but I can always understand people's criticisms with it because it is, it, it didn't just do things differently, I think it really bucked people's conventions to a point that it just made them very uh, uncomfortable, and, and, and it made yeah. them feel like this was just... It, it didn't feel as connected to Star Wars uh, to a lot of people. Um, right. But for me, that, that throne room scene, uh, that battle where, where Kylo Ren and Rey team up to take out the guards, uh, that scene's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it is. And I, and I think that that is, is kind of setting the tone for Rise of Skywalker. I think that you know, you're going to see them team up yeah. Uh, a little more in the next one, yeah. Um, and you know, I think we'll find out more about who Ray is and where she comes from, and you know, the connection with her and Kylo Ren and or Ben Solo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the throne. I would say that you know, for as bad as as the the casino Canto Bright scene was, yeah. the throne throne room scene was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that'll lead me into my last question. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but what what do you hope to get out of the Rise of Skywalker? What what would really satisfy you with this this uh, you know they're saying that this is the end of the Skywalker saga. This is our final chapter with these characters, and while that'll probably last like ten years or so, uh, <laughs> this is they're saying this is the end. So what would be the the satisfying conclusion to you? What what do you want out of the rise of Skywalker. Oh man, um, you know I, I would say I want to see Vader, yeah. um, and you know I think I think I'm hoping that we get to see Obi Wan and Anakin, yeah. um, even if it's as Force Ghost. I think that would be cool. Yeah, because um, you know we saw the Force Ghost of, of Yoda in the last one, and and I do think that was very well done yeah. in the Last Jedi. By the way. Yeah. Um, and it was a good connection uh, to the previous films, um, but um, yeah, and, and I want to see I want to see lightsabers. I want to see you know just just amazing lightsaber battles, which yeah. you know from what the trailer shows, it, there's going to be several. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that, and you know, and it is it is sad, you know, that it's it is going to be the end uh, of the the Skywalker story. Uh, but I think there's going to be plenty of more. You know, I know with uh, Disney Plus and The Mandalorian coming out and a Kenobi series, you know, I think Star Wars will live on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that they do uh, Knights of the Republic as kind of the next, 
uh, series, kind of going the old school. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that would be really cool because, you know, the, the Sith against the Jedi back in the, the Dark Ages, um, I think that would be a really, uh, really cool story to, to watch. So, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's mixed emotion that yeah. it's coming to an end, but I also think it's time to to close this chapter and move on to the next one. Right, because I think, I think, like you said, I mean, this is, this is a, a story that has so much outside of this main focus, and I think if they, once they expand upon that and start telling other, uh, you know, going off in other directions, I think the sky's the limit. I think it could be yep. a, a series that is around forever uh, and, and just keeps going. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what, I, what I'm looking forward to. You know, I did see something online where, you know, somebody was asked that same question. They said, you know, they'd really like to see Jar Jar Binks come out and just get sliced in half. Uh, and, and I'm not really hoping for that, no. but it was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's like, that character is so widely hated. And, I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not the character's fault. It's a bad character. No, it's just uh, a bad character. Uh, it was just that was that was that was George Lucas won that toy money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, and he made plenty of toy oh, money. Oh my goodness! He did. Uh, when we first saw Jar Jar, like the first reveal of Jar Jar, it was like, oh my god, this is gonna be the best. Bought Jar Jar figures. One of my friends got me a Jar Jar standee. Like I was all into Jar Jar, and then I saw the movie. And uh, that changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think it will be. You know, I haven't bought my tickets yet, just because right. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar and saying, okay, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Thursday, yep. Friday, or Saturday. Yep. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. And I hope there's a lot of action, and and I hope there's some surprises that. Uh, um, you know, we don't see coming, which I'm going to try to avoid spoilers and yep, yep. Um, stay off the internet for a couple of days. That's right. Yeah, I will. Leading up to it, there will be no no Twitter, no none of that because I don't want anything ruined. So, Rich, thank you so much. This was great to have you on for this one. I I was really looking forward to this, and uh, you Me did, too. You did not disappoint at all. This was <laughs> this was a blast. So, so you do a, you do a fabulous job, and I well, I appreciate you. you. Uh, the opportunity to kind of tell my story. Yeah. And, uh, it's been fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. So one more time for everybody listening, where where can we find you online, uh, be it your, your website or your Twitter? Where can our listeners find you and follow you? So the website is KansasCityHighSchoolSports.com uh, or you can go on Twitter at KCHSSports.com. Uh, that's KCHS Sports, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and it mainly focuses on everything uh, around the Kansas City area, but every once in a while I'll throw in a blog or a podcast that's kind of off the beaten path. So would love to have you follow us. Yeah, and the the, the I like I said earlier uh, talking about the Crones, uh, I really enjoy the uh, the blog posts, especially too, where you just kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and say, hey, this is what my, you know, what I'm dealing with right now in my life. I always feel like uh, there's a lot more to connect with when you get the, the personal story, and I, I think that's something that you do really well. So I'm, again, super glad that you're doing the, the website and the, the Twitter posts. It's Thank it's, you. Uh, it's great that you get get a chance to express your voice. 
<laughs> I'm never silent. I was going to say, I was sure. like, there might be some people that want you to just shut up for a yeah, minute, but yeah, no. Yeah, can you can you just shh, shh, yeah, yeah. But Rick, thanks again. Thank you so much. Uh, and everybody else, have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, that is going to do it. That is... Yeah, that's it. That's the first episode. Uh, again, thank you so much, Rick, for uh, for being a guest on this episode. And uh, you can find Rick online at kchighschoolsports.com. That's kchighschoolsports.com. Uh, yeah, it was it was just awesome to have you on board for this, Rick. So I really I really thank you. Um, now, as far as Fat Dude goes, uh, you can find all things Fat Dude at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks. You can find me there. I review every movie I watch, post some movie news. There are various different things that I'll post on all of the different social medias. So it, it wouldn't suck if you followed me everywhere because there will be different things on all of those sites. A lot of, you know, a lot of the same. But for the most part, they're different. I'm also on Letterboxd. You can find me at Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Letterboxd if you are into Letterboxd. Uh, like this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Rate this podcast. Leave a review. I am trying to find more listeners. I, I would love to have a an assembly of folks that are here to just hear what I have to say on a regular basis. And uh, the best way that I can build an audience is with your help. So please, rate and review this podcast. Share this episode. Let people know that I'm out here talking about Star Wars for the next, uh, like, two months. <laughs> um, yeah, the YouTube channel is there. I have a YouTube channel. Uh, a couple of videos right now are really cooking with grease. Uh, the uh, video about my AFib is there. It kind of deviates from movies, but, you know, like I said, uh, people kind of like the personal thing. I know I do. So it was fun to talk about AFib, uh, something that I am dealing with and all of that good stuff. Uh, and also my ASMR parody homage uh, review of Hobbs and Shaw. Somehow that one has the most viewers. So uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, like those videos, share those videos, all of that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much. Just so you know, next week's episode, next Taco Tuesday, will be... A New Hope with Jameson Fifley, Jameson of SD Film Thoughts, uh, who is now a contributing member to Backlot 605. Jameson and I have been friends for a long time, and you know I needed him involved with this. So Jameson will be talking about the one that started it all, Star Wars A New Hope. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Forces! With the fat dude, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.